5,000 people from that clinic who did the scalar energy with you remotely. Initially, they had a positive PCR test for HIV. And how many sessions with them? Just one month. I'll one explain. month of sessions. And at the end of that, they were negative PCR tests for HIV. Here's another test result from Om Prakash. <clears throat> you could, if you're in Delhi, you can go buy it. Om Prakash HIV clinic. Here's another test result. After working with this individual and a follow-up PCR test, there's no viral load. Undetected, not detected. Target, not detected, not detected. Keep in mind, the only change that these people experienced during their entire time that we were under our care was that they submitted their photograph. And many of these people now are no longer have any symptoms of HIV. Welcome to the Nathan Crane Podcast. Nathan is a certified holistic cancer coach, 20-time award-winning documentary filmmaker, competitive CrossFit athlete, and best-selling author of Becoming Cancer-Free. With nearly two decades in independent natural health research and education, Nathan shares his top solutions for preventing and overcoming disease while optimizing health and improving human performance. Each week, Nathan brings on highly renowned experts to share natural and holistic health science, strategies, and breakthroughs for living your healthiest, happiest, and most fulfilling life. And now, here's Nathan Crane. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. Before we get started, I want to give you a free gift that I have spent over a decade researching thousands of hours of peer-reviewed studies and interviewing hundreds of world-leading functional medical doctors and cancer conquerors that lays out a blueprint for helping your mind and body become a cancer-fighting fortress for natural cancer prevention and healing. And that's my Amazon number one best-selling book, Becoming Cancer-Free. The physical copy sells for like 10 bucks on Amazon, which you know you can go get that if you want, but I'm happy to give you the ebook absolutely free. Just head over to Becoming cancerfree.com and you can download that ebook instantly. Again, that's becomingcancerfree.com and it's yours as a gift for me to you for tuning into this podcast. All right, let's get to the show. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I am joined by Mr. Tom Palladino, who is an expert in scalar energy. Tom, welcome to the podcast, man. I think last time we spoke, um, I did an interview with you, I think five or six years ago. And you were doing some really amazing work using scalar energy and helping people heal from different kinds of pathogenic diseases. And I, th I was really fascinated by that. Um, I since have continued researching deeply into energy healing, ancient Eastern energy healing methods, as well as, you know, modern methods for chronic diseases uh, such as PEMF and red light therapy and other kinds of energy healing devices. Um, but one... Thanks for uh, coming on the podcast. And two, you know, what have you been up to these last five or six years since we last spoke? Well, thanks for the intro. Uh, what have I been up to for the past five years? Nothing but research. I, I work with scalar energy instruments. It's, this is Tesla technology or what some people call zero point energy. And like any science, it's endless. You, you could spend a million years and scratch the surface. I live a charmed life. I, I'm very favored. I'll be the first to admit, I enjoy research. It's a challenge, but I like the challenges. There's nothing boring about my existence. 
What kind of research have you been doing? Like, what have you been up to specifically? Um, we've come to the point where we can take a scalar energy instrument and identify any pathogen or microbes, say a virus, bacterium, or fungus, and negate its intelligence. So what do I mean by that? There's molecular intelligence, atomic intelligence, genetic intelligence. I work in the realm of, of intelligence or information. These are information instruments that I work with. And I've had great success, if you will, eradicating, nullifying, if you will, the intelligence of a virus or a bacterium. And I can prove it only through the testimonies of people that I'm working with. So this is a new and emerging science. It's groundbreaking research of mine. Nobody's been able yet to, to duplicate my results because nobody has developed my type of technique or the instrumentation that I'm working with. That's what's so challenging. <clears throat> my work is groundbreaking. And it's, uh, it's to the point where I would like to see some other scientific body try and duplicate my results, but then that's not forthcoming yet. So at the, at the present moment, I'm at the vanguard of this specific type of what I call quantum healing or, or informational healing. So have you thought about trying to you know, get together funding and, and some uh, research money and scientists and actually use your technology to document what's happening? I would love that. I would love that. <clears throat> so there's a few impediments. Um, First of all, I have to get the message out there. I'm still not well known. I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm a household word. Not that I want to be, but this has to become promulgated to various circles throughout the world. We're not there yet. Do I need help? Yes. I eventually I'll need funding. My goal in working with this type of technology is to introduce this to the world to to better mankind. I come from that standpoint. I'm a humanitarian. I'm a Christian. The entire purpose of my work is to help people. Now, if I have to prove it through some certain channels, I'm willing to do that. And, and those of you in the listening audience, after you digest what I have to present, maybe you could help me. I see just incredible potential with this technology. Scalar energy, what some people call Tesla energy or zero point energy. We're working with a different energy spectrum. This is not electricity. And as such, I think it offers the world just incredible potential. How is it different than Rife technology, for example, or is it the same thing? Rife, Royal Rife was a genius. Likewise, he was an inventor, a theorist, and he developed an instrument that could, if you will, pinpoint or identify a disease pattern. The frequency, he... basically. The frequency yeah. of the disease or the pathogen, the virus, the bacteria, Yeah. He was able to identify a disease pattern. And in so doing, he was able to negate it or bring that to a state of chaos. Well, I'm not that familiar with his work, but he had to work in person, one-on-one. -on -one. My instrument is unique because I work with photographs. I don't work with people. This is my photograph. My photograph is an energy filter. People send me photographs. I work only with a photograph because of the force field, the information field on the photograph. So that's a distinction between me and Reich. So let's talk about scalar energy for a minute um, and the quantum science behind it and how, because a lot of people are going to listen to that who have no idea about energy healing, energy medicine. 
energy technology and go, okay, this is crap. This is woo woo. There's, there's nothing behind it. You can't heal somebody by a photograph, but once you start to research and understand the quantum field and quantum mechanics and the science of the quantum energy that our scientists are understanding more and more, it starts to make more sense how that is, is not only possible, but quite plausible when uh, using a device that could send, you know, healing frequencies or energy to somebody. So first, maybe talk a little bit about what is the quantum field and how does scalar energy actually work and interact with our, with our bodies. You know, with the cold and flu season here, it's critically important that we enhance and strengthen our immune systems. Yes, would you agree? The problem is, though, that there's so much confusion out there when it comes to what actually works for our bodies and for our health. Well, I'll tell you what I used. I use Maison Beljansky's wellness products. Maison Beljansky's products are backed by science to not only help empower the immune system, but can support detoxification and contribute to our overall health. Coming from Europe, the all-natural Beljansky formulas are now available in the United States and are recommended by top doctors everywhere. A lot of the colleagues I work with, functional medicine practitioners that work with patients with all kinds of diseases, are recommending Maison Beljansky's products to their very own patients. As a special sponsor of this podcast, Maison Beljansky has included a very special discount offer for all of my listeners. You can get 15% off your first order using the promo code Nathan, and you'll always enjoy free shipping when you order four products or more. You can grab your wellness products today at MaisonBeljansky.com. That's M-A-I-S-O-N-B-E-L-J-A-N-S-K-I, MaisonBeljansky.com, and use code Nathan for 15% off. Hey, so if you've been following me for any time now, you know that I often talk about Helin 951, the nitrogen fermented organic soy drink. I first learned about it at an integrative cancer event years ago, and I've been taking this myself for a long time. It's so potent and it has a strong flavor, so I add their organic mint powder to it, and it's easy to take any time of day. I usually take it in the mornings. You know, I'm constantly looking into natural health products and the ones that catch my eye are the ones with years of proven results and the science and research to back them up. I love that Helin 951 checks all of these boxes. Made from a unique 100% organic soybean grown in the high mountains of Mongolia, Helin 951 has some incredible health properties. Just a few of the benefits are more energy, better sleep, detox, longevity, better immune function, and some fantastic anti-cancer compounds. The folks over at Helin have made a page just for our followers to learn more. You can head over to Helan951.com forward slash crane. That's H-A-E-L-A-N-951.com forward slash crane. They have special discounted packages there for you to get you started. And if you use the promo code crane, C-R-A-N-E, at checkout, they will also give you free shipping. So head over and grab this special offer for yourself and use the free shipping promo code CRANE or just give them a call if that's easier for you. They are so easy to work with and have over 32 years in the industry. Again, that's helin951.com forward slash CRANE. This podcast is brought to you by Econugenics, the makers of Pectisol modified citrus pectin. 
Pectisol is clinically proven and backed by over 80 studies, six patents, and 30-plus years of clinical success. We're all familiar with inflammation and chronic diseases like cancer, but have you ever wondered where these health issues actually come from? You need to read more about an inflammatory protein called Galactin-3. It's been called by thousands of practitioners and research papers one of the root causes of nearly every chronic illness. Pectisol, modified citrus pectin, is the most researched Galactin-3 blocker on the market. It's been recommended by thousands of doctors for over 30 years to support oncology, immune health, and gentle detoxification. I personally use Pectisol, and I highly recommend it. Start your journey toward a healthier you with Pectisol Modified Citrus Pectin, and Econugenics is offering our listeners 15% off at econugenics.link forward slash ncrane15. You'll be able to use NCRANE15 as a discount code to get 15% off your order. Again, that's econugenics.link forward slash NCRANE15. Have you heard of PEMF therapy for cancer? Well, this podcast is brought to you by Dr. Pollock, and he wants to share with you the groundbreaking research of pulsed electromagnetic field therapy in the treatment of cancer. Studies show PEMF therapy can help control the cancer process and give safe, non-toxic, and non-invasive symptom management. PMF therapy may enhance other cancer support and treatments, lower inflammation, and promote tissue healing. Studies show it's possible to improve your general well-being and recuperate from surgery, radiation, and chemo better and more quickly. Embrace a comprehensive approach to cancer treatment with PMF therapy, a vital tool on your path to prevention, treatment, and recovery. For caring and professional guidance and recommendations from Dr. Pollock, go to drpollock.com forward slash Intro to Cancer. That's drpawluk.com forward slash intro to cancer. Yeah, let's, let's define these terms, the quantum field or quantum energy. That, that speaks of a different energy spectrum. Quantum energy, scalar energy is not electricity or magnetism. So what's peculiar about that energy? Well, it pervades the universe and it's non-physical. It's pure information. Some people want to, want to call it consciousness. You can do that. So when I'm working with these instruments, I'm tapping into the intelligence. It's per se, it's the intelligence of the sun and the stars. So to put this into context, a quantum instrument, my scalar energy instruments work with the energy of the sun and the stars. This is intelligence or consciousness that we're working with. It's always non-physical. And I've come to the conclusion that this non-physical instruction is responsible for action in the universe. So if, if you can compare this to, well, let, let's say an architect would draw architectural plans for a building. Well, the architectural plans are the intelligence. It's not the end result. But before you build a building, you better have architectural plans. You have to have a design. You have to have intelligence. Well, that's what scalar energy is. It's the intelligence of the universe. And if we can access the intelligence of the universe, that puts us in the driver's seat of the universe. We can, if you will, command, we can dictate nature. So would you say something like telepathy is scalar energy or quantum energy? It's not technically magnetism yes. or electrical, but in fact, it's information. It's thought-based yes. information. Exactly. Now, this gives rise to 
this new science, scalar energy, in which we can explain phenomena. Telepathy is a function of scalar energy. Prophecy is a function of scalar energy. Some people have deja vu, or some people have this ability to see the future. Why? Because that's an information field that you can access. It's been said some people can bi-locate. They can be in two places at once. Well, when I work with my photograph and my instrument, my photograph bilocates to my instrument. So this proves teleportation or bilocation, call it what you will. So a scalar energy realm is infinite. It's really holographic and it's, it's pure intelligence. So telepathy is the norm. Well, we know the CIA did a lot of experimenting with telepathy and basically proved it uh, in their own experiments, using it more for, you know, spy type of activities, uh, learning about the enemies, infiltrating, et cetera. And they, you know, have trained people for decades on how to use these kind of extra, um, you know, incredible perceptions, perceptual abilities, right? Like telepathy, for example, reading somebody else's thoughts or even sending your thoughts to somebody else and them, you know, these experiments have been done all around the world for decades. It's really actually pretty cool. If you think about it, they put somebody in a room, um, you know, a hundred miles or a thousand miles, a different place in the entire world, sealed room, no phone, no contact, nothing. They put somebody else in another room and they'll show one person a card from a deck, for example. Then they'll have the other person connect to the energy of that person, to their thoughts, to that room, to that card. And some people can see it. Some people can hear it. Some people can can just, you know, have a feeling of what it is. And the more they practice, the more accurate they become. Yes. Right. And so these aren't I know it sounds crazy and woo woo for people who've right. never you know, has experience of this or heard of it, but it actually starts to make sense when you realize that like the entire universe is mathematics. It's all numbers. It's, it's algebra and all kinds of other complex mathematics that every thing that you look at, I remember this was 17, 15, 16 years ago, I was walking down the streets in Oceanside, California, kind of in a meditation. And I had a spiritual teacher at the time, like a mentor who was, who was starting to talk to me about, you know, frequencies and, thoughts and emotions and energy and all that. And I'd sit and meditate for long periods of time thinking on these things. And I was walking down the street and all of a sudden, I literally, I was like in a half meditation. I started seeing everything as numbers for the first time. I started seeing the fire hydrant as numbers. I, started, I was seeing the, the pavement blocks as numbers. I was seeing, you know, these were the man-made things. Um, and it was really clear to see that they were numbers, in as I was walking, because it takes numbers to actually design these things, right? You have numbers of, you know, the widths and the heights and the fractions and all the different things that actually make up those man-made things. But I started seeing numbers in the blades of grass and in the hmm. trees, and they all had mathematical equations that made up. I didn't see like the mathematical equations. I could just sense and see that everything was made of numbers. It was kind of my first big aha moment where I was just like, whoa, the universe we live in is crazy and everything's made literally by numbers and mathematics and equations. And that's pretty much what, you know, quantum mechanics is, right? It's the mathematics, trying to get to a mathematical understanding of how everything is designed. Math is the queen of sciences. You cannot, math cannot lie. Math has 
follows the laws of science. And you can find math embodied throughout nature. For instance, the scalar wave carries the transcendent figure uh, phi, P-H-I, the golden mean, the divine proportion, which is uh, 1.618. It's a transcendent number. It's a, it's a never ending number. So what's the math of scalar? Well, there's a major groove and a minor groove to scalar. And the major groove is to the order 1.618 times longer than the minor groove. So the length of the major groove is phi to the minor groove, which is one. Well, this is why we have the phi principle or the golden mean or the divine proportion throughout creation. A scalar wave has embodied in it the divine proportion. And because of that creation that derives from the scalar wave is filled with this Fibonacci sequence, which is the divine proportion, 1.618. So <clears throat> if you will, the beauty of the universe, you could, you could describe it mathematically, you could describe it through poetry, you could describe it through visual observation, but it, it all coincides. There's no contradiction in nature. These are really far-fetched and outlandish ideas for somebody who would be consider themselves a Christian, right? Sadly, you're right, Nathan. Sadly, because I think many people today they um they have the misconception of Christianity, or or they limit themselves. Well, God is not limited. Christ is not limited. And I present this to people, a Christian and non-Christian. Most people accept this. Once you can show them this thread of evidence, most people will accept this type of thinking if you can show them that you're following the laws of science or you have some type of proof behind it. Because then it's no longer a hyperbole. There, there's substance to this. Well, that, that's my career. I'm working with the laws of science. This is not my opinion. So talk a little bit more about some of those laws of science and why holding a picture of somebody in a different part of the world up to a scalar energy device can heal them of what pathogens, right, right. viral infections, but what the parasites, things like that. Yes. All of the above. So let me use this analogy first. Nathan and I are having a conversation through our computers. Well, Nathan is not in my computer. I'm not in your office. I'm not in your computer. We can share an image. Well, that's with a computer. Well, my instrument works like a computer. And likewise, I can communicate through a photograph, which is an image. Why? My photograph has scalar energy or scalar intelligence attached to it. My photograph, my, my face, my facial features, everything, my genetic structure is downloaded on that photograph. And when I place a photograph inside the quantum field or a scalar energy force field, it's an immediate connection through the ether. So when we're working with scalar energy, we don't have to worry about time and distance. We transcend time and distance, much like what some people call remote viewing or prophecy or the telepathy. Telepathy knows no boundary. Well, that is what I'm practicing, telepathy through a photograph. So if we can communicate with people by way of telepathy, then I can communicate by way of a photograph through my instrument, which is essentially a telepathic instrument all of this calls to mind that there has to be two energies 
What academia has defined today as, as electricity and magnetism is true. That is valid. But there's another energy that has to be embraced, which is scalar energy, what Nikola Tesla called radiant energy. So there's two energies, and hence there's two explanations for a phenomenon in the universe. So when you say it's like your scalar energy device is like the computer and that connects us through the information and that information is, as we know through quantum science, that, inf that information is instantaneous. It's not even the speed of light, right? Yes. It's faster than the speed of light because it's instantaneously. It's like if the universe were one, this is how I kind of have come to understand it. The entire universe is like one giant hard drive right? All the data that's ever existed, all the information, all the thoughts, the emotions, experiences, memories of all living beings for every planet around the universe exists in this hard drive we call the universe. And it's all connected instantaneously 24 seven of this. It's like the internet, right? It's instantaneous. The only thing that, that slows us down from our connection to the internet is our Wi-Fi signal or our internet signal, depending on how fast that is. But this doesn't even have to do with speeds of signal because it's all this interconnected web that's instantly connected 24-7. Is that yeah. accurate yeah. to say? But yes, that's brilliant. Why? Because the universe is holographic. There is no point A and point B. Point A and point B are the same point. That, that describes a true holographic experience. And that's what the universe is in the quantum realm, in the scalar energy realm. So you could see why Nathan and I are so excited about this quantum realm, this, this realm of telepathy. We're leaving behind the slowpoke, which is electricity. You know, no hard feelings, but electricity and magnetism are an energy spectrum that's slow and limited. Scalar energy telepathy dimension is unlimited and it's instantaneous communication. What I really like about it, as a power plant, the energy is from the sun and the stars, the power, the energy is free. In the future, if we, if you will, capture, we can control scan energy, we can power the world through the sun and the stars. That's free energy. How did, how did Tesla create the electricity through the air is that different than scalar energy where he was able to send electricity basically he oh he was taking electricity out of the air and capturing it into the lights right that's different it, in uh, colorado springs tessa uh, developed the, what i know as the first scalar energy instrument hmm. and he was working with wireless transmission of energy at that time and the phenomenon that took place in 1899 at his scalar energy tower in Colorado Springs was indicative, was had all the all the uh, earmarkings, if you will, of scalar energy research. It was entirely wireless. The tower did not have any moving parts. So you, you beg the question, where is all the kinetic energy coming from? Where's the motor? There is no kinetic motor. The kinetic energy is from the sun and the stars. Okay, so the point is in 1899, my estimation, Tessa developed the first scalar energy instrument, wireless, motionless, in which he simply captured the energy, the sun and the stars. And his, he was able to produce even 50 or 60 foot lightning bolts with this free energy from the atmosphere, from the stars. 
So to be clear, Tesla was the first man to harness scalar energy and he could produce artificial lightning bolts. Mm, so he was, okay. So it was scalar energy he was using that was actually <clears throat> creating the electricity. Yeah. Creating it or pulling it out of the ions into air? How do I mean? Pulling it out, pulling it out of, of the atmosphere. And that's why I think he moved to Colorado Springs high in the Rocky Mountains because he wanted to be closer to the ionosphere. Mm. And he, and previous to that, he was living in New York City. I don't think anybody in New York City would appreciate a 60-foot lightning bolt in their vicinity. So when he was experimenting out in the Rocky Mountains, it, it was must have been a spectacular show, but you know, no, nobody's really going to complain at, at an elevation of 6,000 feet on a ranch in Colorado Springs. Now, wasn't his laboratory and all his research destroyed by somebody? Yes. Um, when he was in New York City one day, he went out, and uh, when he came back, he found that his entire laboratory was burned to the ground, arson. And notably, we have to call this out, it was probably the international bankers. At that time, he was having a dispute with the international bankers, the international bankers wanted to monetize these inventions. Tessa, the being the great humanitarian, wanted to give away these inventions. And money and power were at stake. And um, how in a short period of time that Tessa's laboratory burned to the ground, is that's quite dubious. So I, I'd say it was arson. Mm, interesting. Is there, that's just a, a working theory? There's Is there hard evidence of that? Uh there, there's no hard evidence, but at that time, uh, uh, J.P. Morgan and the Rothschilds were seeing the writing on the wall that, that Tesla was on his way to developing free energy, and the cabal did not want free energy. Yeah, they don't like they don't like things free that uh, that takes away from their profits. I mean, that's all these giant billion dollar corporations really. Now, today, the modern version of that is the WEF, World Economic Forum, and the corporations and governments that are involved in that, that are basically stripping away our human rights and controlling all of us through, you know, basically corporate greed and human control. I mean, but back then it was, as you said, the Rothschilds. It was same with the medical, you know, uh, takeover that had happened around that time as well, um, where they basically came in and, and started pushing, you know, pharmacology and uh, pushing out all the natural medicine late 1800s early early 1900s to the point to where now a doctor gets trained and really all they know is drugs they don't know disease prevention and disease healing they they just know how to prescribe drugs for the most part unfortunately yeah it's, it's well established that the rockefellers funded university studies funded pharmaceutical companies products funded many of these, if you will, arms and these functions of American medicine today. Why? why? Why would they do that? To have complete control from university to application to the actual pharmaceutical company. What's the point? The point is money. I've always told people, I said, why are the Rockefellers involved in medicine? They're not physicians. They don't understand biology. They're bankers. Well, bankers are involved in medicine to make money, not, 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 they're not interested in the welfare of mankind. Bankers are interested in making money. It's kind of obvious. Yeah, that was the Flexner report that they put together at that time and then basically started putting someone from 
their um, from their uh, board on started putting someone from their uh, team on the board of every major university and said, we will give you funding. Yes. As, and we have millions and millions and millions of dollars as long yeah. as you follow what we tell you. And we're going to put one of our members on your board. And it was basically the same person that was on the board of all these universities. Mm -hmm. And as long as you follow, you know, the scientific method that we are purporting, which is going to be primarily using pharmacology, using drugs, they call it disease treatment, but it, we, we all really know <laughs> that it's symptom management. Most of these drugs are not treating diseases at all. And in fact, if you're watching this and you're 60 years old, unfortunately in America, you're probably on five or six different drugs. And a lot of them are to deal with the side effects of the first ones that they put you on. And, you know, that's a big aha and awakening for a lot of people once they realize that, that, you know, our natural innate design is to be healthy and to regenerate and to live a long, healthy life where we don't get sick due to a lack of drugs in our body. We get sick due to a lack of nutrients and to an excess of toxins and to, quite frankly, a lot of stress in our lives. And so, you know, we're not sick with disease because we don't have enough drugs and putting more and more and more drugs on top of drugs to manage our symptoms doesn't get after the root cause. And, and of course, there are some pharmaceuticals and some interventions that can be helpful in certain situations, of course. But when it comes to chronic health conditions, when it comes to uh, aging and anti-aging and longevity and disease prevention and disease healing, we know majority of the time drugs are not the solution. Yeah. Yeah. And I think many people are now aware of this fact. Many people realize that this was a contrivance, that, that, that this was a, a snow job. This, this is deception. <laughs> snow job. That's a good, that's a good point. Uh, from... From the Elvis film, right? What an amazing film, man. I didn't know all that about Elvis's life. Holy cow. What a great film, though, huh? Wasn't that a good, really well done? So getting back on point, what's, what, what, what are we getting at here? There are alternatives. There is innovative medicine. There are alternatives out there. And if people are, are still believing that pharmacology is the only way to go, no. Food is medicine. I don't take one drug. I'm, I'm not, I've never been on any drugs. I'm 64 years of age. I eat well. I pray. I meditate. I exercise. That's what I need. This is what most people need. Only in extreme cases should, should many people be on some type of drug. You have to look at the longstanding implications. What are the negative side effects? There are side effects. Yeah, so I've seen you holding a light bulb and putting it near the scalar energy device and then it lighting up. So can you explain how that happens? Yeah, the instruments are so strong. <clears throat> if I hold a light bulb in my bare hand, light bulb is obviously not plugged in, if you will, position the light bulb close to the instrument, it'll animate, it will illuminate. Well, that, if you will, speaks of a local scalar energy environment, so much energy that I can illuminate a light bulb. Or I've also experienced sometimes if I have my cell phone close to my instrument, the cell phone will be interfered with. The signal of scalar energy will override the microwave signal. So I try to demonstrate to people that it is a functioning instrument and that in that vicinity, it is a scalar energy environment. It's no longer an electromagnetic environment. 
And when you're working in a scalar energy environment, it's quite different. It's that holographic universe that we access. So to be clear, these scalar energy instruments allow me to interface to, if you will, gain entry. Some people call that a wormhole. I simply say it's an interface to scalar energy. That's the key to my work. I'm no longer working in this dimension of Newtonian physics of electromagnetic energy. So how did you come up with this device? Like, where did you get the blueprints? How'd you figure it out? Like, yeah, how'd you design this thing? Back in 1993, I met a family by the name of Hieronymus. They were inventors. Galen Hieronymus was the was uh, the main theorist and main inventor. He invented scalar energy instruments, and I could actually purchase scalar energy instruments back in the 90s from the Hieronymus family. Since then, they're all they're all deceased. The family does not has no interest in furthering this work. But my initial scalar energy instrument was a Hieronymus instrument. And therefrom, I, I redesigned the instrument. I, I if you will, uh, I was able to work with a, a series of engineers and by customizing um, this instrument, we can now, if you will, command scalar energy at a much greater capacity. It's a much stronger scalar wave form and it has greater potential. So that's, if you will, the history of my work with scalar energy from an engineering standpoint. The key is you have to learn from the masters, and there's few of them. Tesla was one, Hieronymus was another scalar energy expert. Only a few scientists have ever been able to actually create, harness this energy, and demonstrate. And, and to do so uh, in a favorable uh, condition, so to speak, to demonstrate it and to repeatedly have uh, demonstrable effects. So. It is a, a, if you will, an instrument that can be properly engineered to access, to, if you will, to control that scalar waveform. That's the key. So what actually, so let me ask you this, what's happening with the scalar energy when you hold up somebody's picture? Like how, how what are the things that are, getting healed in people, these case studies that you're receiving, these anecdotes, what are they telling you is getting healed? And do you change something about the device to heal something else? Or like, like with Rife technology, you would actually change the frequency depending on what the person's dealing with. Uh, in this case, are you changing anything about the energy? Is it just one frequency that it's putting out? You know, can you explain that? This is what I've discovered with this instrument. It will pick up the energy of anything. If I hold up a photograph of the HIV virus, this HIV virus has a signature, a scalar energy signature, scalar energy intelligence. Now, to demonstrate, I've been working with a clinic, an HIV clinic in Delhi, India. It's called Om Prakash. This is a photograph from the clinic in Delhi, India, Om Prakash. And we've worked with over 5,000 people at this clinic through this process. It's very simple, very straightforward. And hence, we're working at a fundamental level, and it works. It's guaranteed. So by placing two photographs in the instrument simultaneously, I have a conversation. If Nathan and I can have a conversation, these two photographs can have a conversation. They communicate. The energy of HIV is communicated to the people, to their quantum field, to their energy field. If any of these individuals at this clinic, Om Prakash, this clinic in Delhi, India, 
had the signature for HIV, this instrument would find the signature of HIV in their energy field. It's not a chemical process. It's always information. It's telepathic, if you will. And if the instrument can find the energy of HIV in any of those people, it will negate or bring to a state of chaos the HIV virus. So in synopsis, a photograph of a virus allows me to identify the virus in a person energetically and bring it to a state of chaos. Bring it to a state of chaos, meaning it actually breaks its cellular structure down. It creates apoptosis. Like what happens? And, and have you... Have you been able to study this at all, even in even in vitro, for example? Have you seen, do you have any in vitro like case case study experiences or um, what, I, that, yeah, what's happening? I do not because I don't think you could, it, the energy is invisible. And for me to, to, to study this in vitro and have to have a high powered microscope, probably an electron microscope and to observe the quantum shift or the quantum change of a virus that'd be very hard viruses are hard to to photograph so what's my point this cannot be proven at the biological level at least not now I, i've never been able to do so the only proof i have is after i work with people they send me their pcr test so it's it's by testimony i'm going to hold up for the audience this is one of the testimonies from the own Prakash clinic this is the clinic in delhi india which I've worked with over 5,000 people who are HIV positive by way of a photograph. According to this individual, they no longer have a viral load. Now, I, I think that's notable, but I have to say that this is a testimony. This is anecdotal. Nobody can prove or disprove what I'm doing. First of all, nobody can prove that scalar energy exists. It's still a theory. Nobody's been able to measure it. You can't measure consciousness. Mm. Nobody can prove that a force field, an energy field, is on a photograph. And nobody can prove that by working with photographs of people around the world, photographs of people in India, that the result is favorable. So what's the point? It's all anecdotal. I'll be the first to say that my work has never been proven or disproven. We're still cutting edge. And for, for this to be proven, there's so many hurdles have to be overcome. You have to accept that scalar energy exists. Then you have to define it and say, what are its working principles? And then how does, how does scalar energy interact with a force field on a photograph? And finally, can you send information into that photograph to have it seek out and negate a pathogen such as the HIV virus? Now, all of that in this nascent state is going to be very difficult to do. You, you won't ever be able to prove or disprove my work through electromagnetic uh, physics because I'm not practicing electromagnetic physics. So we need a new understanding of scalar physics, new definitions, and then how do we go about explaining or at least showing that, that before and after effects are favorable? Well, how do you theorize? How do you explain that? that that's the... Uh, as they say, that's the $64 question right now, because it opens up a new branch of physics that, that we're going to have to develop to, to define the terms and then to at least theorize why this happens. Well, that brings up two important points, I think. One is, you, since you can't prove or disprove it, you also can't 
prove that it's not just a placebo effect that people are having, right? Sure. They believe sure. that it's going to heal them. So they activate the chemistry through their brain and in their body to actually create the healing, which in my opinion, anything that creates a placebo effect is worth doing because you are activating your own innate healing potential. For people who don't know what placebo is, it's not chance. It's not a, you know, some random thing that happens. It is, it's literally a activating your own body's innate healing mechanisms so that your body can regenerate and heal itself. And, and our bodies do it all the time. And literally all you have to do is truly, truly believe it. And we know that because there are many scientific studies where placebo uh, heals people yes. as good or even better than the drugs themselves, meaning they had a disease or they had an issue or they had an infection or whatever, and they gave them a sugar pill and that person completely healed whatever it was and they never even took the drug. And you know, drugs supposedly are not allowed on the market if they can't beat placebo. But if you actually look up uh, um, randomized controlled trials on certain drugs, there are actually a handful of drugs where they barely beat the placebo. So it's really? like you can literally heal yourself by just thinking and believing it and not have to worry about side effects from the drugs. But so point is, and I'm not saying scalar energy is a placebo. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm just saying, you know, that's, that's the counter argument, right? Is that, well, it could just be placebo. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I, I, we have to be open to everything. This is a new science. And in many ways, we have to say, well, if scalar energy is consciousness, then that's what we're, that's what we're interfacing with. And what is a placebo effect? Well, it's your consciousness working favorably for you to produce the outcome that you want. So intention, consciousness can be controlled. We do that every day through our thoughts, through our prayers. Yeah, that's a good point. So let me make sure I heard you correctly about this Om Prakash clinic in India. Yes, sir. They say you had a patient, they had a patient that came positive for an HIV virus with a PCR test. And right. maybe we won't even get into the the very questionable effects of PCR tests on viruses in the first place, but let's just say it was accurate and it came up positive. And then they did the scalar energy with you with the picture and then their uh, HIV PCR test came back negative. Now yes. you said you've worked with 5,000 patients from their clinic remotely. Correct. Is that 5,000 people that have had that exact same result? Correct. That's correct. So you That's have 5,000 people from that clinic who did the scalar energy with you remotely initially they had a positive pcr test for hiv and how many sessions with them just one month i'll explain I'll one explain. month of sessions and at the end of that they were negative pcr tests for hiv did they have symptoms pre and then symptoms go away as well that's correct. They had before the scalar energy sessions, everybody had symptoms. They were symptomatic of some type of HIV infection. Some of them had AIDS. It was advanced. After the scalar energy sessions, the majority of people said that they no longer had symptoms of HIV viral disease. Now, keep in mind, I'm working in India and it's, they're poor, they're impoverished. So not everybody can afford a follow-up PCR test. Those who could afford a follow-up PCR test, every test came back after scalar, 
undetected, no viral load. How many do you know, roughly? Well, at, at least 20 to 30 people. It's 20 to 30. So that alone right there should uh, organize together hundreds of scientists, millions of dollars to to collaborate with you to to study this scientifically. So anybody watching this who knows people that fund scientific projects and scientists who work on stuff like this, send them this clip, send them this, because if they can verify what you said, then there's absolutely no reason why this should not be studied extensively right now. I mean, that's I, I, incredible. I agree. I agree with you. Here's another test result from Om Prakash. <clears throat> you, you could, if you're in Delhi, you can go buy it. Om Prakash HIV clinic. There's another test result. After working with this individual, they had a follow-up PCR test. There's no viral load. Undetected. I can't really read it, but you're saying it says undetected. Not detected. Target not detected. Not detected. Oh, there it is. Not yeah. Wow. Now, keep in mind the only change that these people experience during their their entire time that we were under our care was that they submitted their photograph. And many of these people now are no longer have any symptoms of HIV. So after working with 5,000 people at a clinic in Delhi, India, and everybody's feeling better after we work with them, and we have many of those testimonies on our website. And keep in mind, I don't know these people. I had no influence over them. There's no way I could have doctored up these PCR test results. I don't live, I've never been to Delhi, India. So I'm trying to be as objective as possible. What, what, what do we think about this? Well, I think the results speak for themselves. Well, if you're, I mean, the fact that you're very open to, you know, collaborating with other scientists on this and putting together research projects and trying to figure out the science behind it, I think is a big sign right there that, uh, you know, this is something that really needs to, to be explored further. And, you know, if you were bottled up and saying, well, no, nah, we can't do it or this or that, then it'd be like, eh, maybe he's uh, hiding, hiding some stuff, you know, <laughs> but the fact <laughs> you're open me. about it is, is an important <clears throat> signal. It's a green flag that, uh, you know, you might be onto something here. Yeah, yeah. If you visit our website, we have hundreds of PCR tests. All of those PCR tests are of the volition of people who submitted those to us. I, I don't coerce people. Okay, so Obviously. let me just put this caveat. I don't believe PCR tests for viruses, and I'm not going to get into why right now. It's a long conversation. There's a lot of debate on that. I don't believe they exist. There's a lot of people like me who don't believe they're accurate in actually identifying viruses. So, aside, so, so let's say you do believe that, then that's huge, and people should go to your website and check it out and, and contact you. What's your website, by the way? scalarlight.com scalarlight.com but aside from viruses and pcr tests to identify pre and post the fact that you're saying their symptoms went away many other symptoms went away for many of those people as well that's yeah. that's huge in and of itself but what other things aside from viruses can it help with okay so when i'm working with these instruments all i need is a photograph of a microbe here this is a photograph of streptococcus and once mm -hmm. again why do i use photographs a photograph is a source of light, and there's no human interpretation. What, what's that mean? Well, I can't go wrong. 
There's no human reasoning. There's no human interpretation. If I had streptococcus in my quantum field, the instrument would find the signature of streptococcus in me. So this is the new way of treating the quantum field through a photograph. The photograph is a source of light. Photograph has no interpretation. The light energy, the signature on a photograph cannot be manipulated. My energy field cannot be manipulated. When these two energy fields communicate, it's a perfect administration, download, call it what you will, communication of scalar light. So this is the guaranteed process, hear me out, this is the guaranteed process modality to identify a microbe in the quantum field and remove it, negate it, bring it to a state of chaos. I can guarantee with the quantum field, I can negate streptococcus. So streptococcus, you can actually test. You can do stool tests. You can do, you know. Um, That's right. Uh, I don't know if you can find it in urine tests. Definitely stool tests, right? So when you say you can guarantee that you can, what were your words? I don't want to put words in your mouth. I can guarantee that I can identify the energy field of any microbe, including streptococcus, and eradicate it. Bring that energy field to a state of chaos. And how do you guarantee that? That's the question. I guarantee that through my instrument and the process that I've developed, because there's no human reasoning. The, the energy does what I ask it to do. If I flick on the light switch in my home, I have, I have a guaranteed power source. I have illumination. If I tell my instrument to look for the signature of streptococcus in my quantum field, it will do that and negate that signature. And you cannot think in chemical terms. This is non-physical. Only think in terms of consciousness or energy fields. So I guess question... What I mean is like, how can you guarantee it to other people? Have you done before and after testing, stool testing? Yeah. You, um, I, I can't I can't guarantee that with people. I only can guarantee matters in my laboratory. I always have to rely upon testimonies of people. So to be clear, nobody ever travels to my laboratory. Can I prove the connection between my laboratory and a person? No, nobody can prove that. I can theorize that. How do I prove my work? Well, by our two to 3,000 testimonies we have on our website, people tell us that they no longer have the discomfort of fungal infection or bacterial infection, that they feel better. So sadly, we're at the point now with this science, it's so new, we only can use anecdotal evidence to at least suggest there is no hardcore scientific proof. And I don't see that forthcoming in the near future. There's, there's so many hurdles that have to, over, have to be overcome. This cannot be proven by the rigorous scientific method. Well, I mean, a basic, again, this isn't, you know, this isn't a randomized control trial, but I think something basic you could do is I could test for a pathogen then mm -hmm. I, and, and have the symptoms. And then I, and, and I, I will get a report run out of like how infected I am with that pathogen. You can get kind of a range. It's like, oh, it's in a very, very, because we right. have all of these bacteria and viruses in our body, yeast, every one of these. It's not that they're necessarily bad, right? It's when they grow out of balance and they take over and they push out more of our healthy microbes that then we start to have symptoms and problems, right? So it's mm -hmm. not necessarily we want to get rid of all of these. Like streptococcus is not necessarily a bad uh, pathogen that we have to eliminate from our body 100%. In fact, it probably has some symbiotic functions we just don't understand yet, which is why we have it. But we can test for ranges of amounts of it, right? So yes. something I could do is 
test for it. All right. Yeah, it's definitely high. And yeah, I definitely have symptoms, you know, uh, do scalar energy with you and then test again and see not only did the symptoms go away, but actually that significantly decreased. I mean, that's a pretty simple yes. thing somebody could do. Have you done, have you done that with any clients no. that you work with? No. No. And, and to be very clear, I, we insist upon privacy. Any test result or any testimony from a person is we allow them to submit it anonymously. We will not divulge your name or any pertinent information about them. Privacy is number one. Secondly, I've never had a clinic with the exception of this clinic in Delhi, India, that has, if you will, gone the distance with me and provided me with 5,000 photographs. So no clinic per se has really worked with me closely, except one in India and, and a few in Africa. That's it. Interesting. Uh, I mean, I'm interested, like, I'm like, okay, let's, you know, let me find a pathogen and let's work on it and see what happens and test it. I actually just did a whole bunch of uh, blood testing, a uh, whole bunch of urine testing, multiple tests, testing for multiple things, specifically because um, I'm embarking on a 90 day urine therapy experiment. Mm. And I, I want to see what happens. Auto urine therapy um, and want to see what happens with all my biomarkers, my blood, you know, heavy metals, toxins, all that kind of stuff for people who I'm not gonna get into it on this episode people who want to know why I'm doing that. And it sounds totally crazy. Believe me. I think it sounds crazy. I'm actually on day two as I'm recording this right now of drinking my own urine every day for 90 days to see what happens. Sounds totally crazy. And it is, but go listen to my episode with Jonathan Otto and you will understand profoundly why I'm doing this and why I think it's actually worth doing just like you believe you know not only believe but are fully uh passionate about and into scalar energy and you see how it's helping people there's a significant amount of evidence research since the early 1900s in fact all the way through the 60s and 70s on the unbelievable benefits of urine therapy from everything from cancerous lesions to gut dysbiosis to autoimmune diseases and you name it which i had no idea I had a little idea, but I avoided it, you know, because it was like, eh, that sounds way too far out there. But oftentimes it's the things that sound way too far out there that are the things that are actually incredibly beneficial to us. Like scalar energy for a lot of people sounds way too far out there. Um, yet, in fact, you're showing that, hey, this may be the future of healing or certainly future of energy healing. Um, you're right. It, and it starts with an idea. And then you follow it up with these anecdotal tests, or let's just be blunt, they're testimonies. Okay? Now, again, to inculcate this thought, where this is a new science, and we cannot use the existing approach to medicine or, or physics to prove or disprove scalar energy. Scalar energy is another branch of science that needs a, a new way of interpretation. Even the, the language is not even decided upon. So what are we going to do? The language is, is still up in the air, so to speak. All right. So I actually, can you see my screen? Yeah, that's one of the instruments I'm working with. Yes, thank you. So there's a light bulb in your hand. It's kind of hard with the light, but you can see how it just lit up when you brought it there. Mm -hmm. So you're talking on this podcast. Uh, your brand, Amplified, I think, is her podcast. Yeah. There's your yeah. photo. You're talking about it. There, boom, you can see the light light up as you bring it closer. You want to talk about what's happening briefly? Sure. That's a scalar energy instrument. It's so strong, it can illuminate a light bulb in my hand. 
Now, when I uh, point to the fact that I'm using my photograph in conjunction with this instrument, that's a chakra balancing. So the amount of energy that goes into the light bulb to illuminate the light bulb is the identical energy that goes into my brain waves or my psyche or my seven chakras. As a result, people say that they feel better or that they can achieve a, a, a good night of sleep without interruption. So everything that's happening to my photograph is happening in real time. And that is my energy field. That is, if you will, my soul, mind, and body incorporated, embedded on that photograph, enjoying that chakra balancing. So that's that you could see, I was pausing there for people as you were talking so they could see where the light, there's no light. And then as you get it close, it lights up. That one's a little hard to see it happen, but I could see it. But I've seen other videos of you where it's really, really, really clear when you do that. So it's just transmitting such a high energy frequency that right. now it's got to be transmitting a frequency, right? Couldn't that frequency be measured? No, you can't measure scan energy. It's omnipresent. It's infinite. You need a basic unit to measure something. So I, I try not to use the word a frequency. I use the word intelligence. What, what is a frequency? It's cycles per second, so to speak. You can actually count it. Keep in mind consciousness. That's what I'm working with, the field. Consciousness cannot be measured. It's an abstract, if you will. And who can measure consciousness? It doesn't have a finite value. It's infinite. Hmm. Yeah. It's going to be tough. Now, you know, there, there's another hurdle to overcome. So, you, you know, eventually a, a group will say, Tom, we want to measure this energy. You can't. It's, it's in, it cannot be measured. You cannot measure consciousness. So how do you prove it then? Well, only by the endpoints, the before and the after. Before somebody was HIV positive. After my work, people tell me they have no viral load. Now I realize uh, PCR testing and, and its application is you have to interpret it according to certain criteria. And especially during uh, the recent pandemic, there are many PCR tests that were improperly administered. Yeah, the cycle, the cycle rate on those was beyond any recommendation in many cases. So it's always going to show up for that genetic material, right? No matter what you do. So, I mean, that's, that's part of why I'm like uh, not a huge believer uh, of PCR tests in the first place. I mean, even um, I forget his name. You probably know him. The, the creator of the PCR test. Carrie Mullis. Yeah. yeah Carrie Mullis was like, yeah, this is really not meant to right. diagnose viruses. Right. And yet, the medical, you know, uh, community adopted it and said, no, this is how we're going to diagnose viruses. <laughs> it's like the inventor told you, you probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> and no. they're like, well, we're going to do it anyway. So to be clear, testing, any medical testing is subject to interpretation. And there are false positive and there are false negatives. And any testing is limited. You realize that. So the best I can do right now is to tell people, out of those 5,000 people in Delhi, India, none of them have symptoms of HIV anymore. And if you, if you wanna go further and if you insist upon PCR testing, we have some of the PCR tests on our website. But as again, as a new science, all of that is subject to interpretation. Now, would you say this could be, have you studied like Reiki or Qigong, other kind of ancient human energy healing practices? Would you say this is I'm similar? I have not studied them, but it is similar. 
here's an instance. You've heard of faith healers that you put your hand on and heal you. Well, what's the animating force? It has to be scalar energy, chi or prana or consciousness. Call it Christ consciousness. When somebody can heal you by placing their hands on you, it's not your fingers that are that are going to heal you. It's the energy from your hand. So there is a science to healing with the mind or prayer or faith healing with hands. The animating force is always scalar energy consciousness. Yeah, and I think what's happening, I, I think there will be a way to measure this. It's it's evolving, right? And it may yeah. happen soon. I mean, the fact that things are evolving so quickly in the scientific community and the ability to measure things and understand things. I think you will. I mean, we have devices now that can literally measure your auric field around your body, can take a picture of the energy field around yeah. your body, whereas before scientific community didn't even believe it exists. Oh, it's just, you know, ancient nonsense from yogis who lived in the mountains it's like nope they knew that that was real that your aura was real and that you had energy centers in your body that emanate feet and even some cases you know miles that can be measured and and they knew this thousands of years ago and now our modern scientists are actually have created devices that can measure the energy coming off of your body and your auric field as um uh, as we now know, as our ancestors have known for thousands yeah. of years. So yes. I think the technology will come to deeply understand what's happening. Um, I think it's only a matter of time, you know? Yeah, uh, I would say that a good example of that is Curlian photography. When Curlian photography, you could see actually an aura of some type of a halo around a person. What is that aura? It's scalar energy. So it can be photographed. Scalar energy has been photographed. But to date, nobody has a meter to it. Nobody's been able to measure it. I can't measure it. I can't put a mathematical value. I'll, I'll put it that way. I cannot put a mathematical value to scale energy. Now, these devices, um, do you teach people how to make them? Do you sell them? Like, what are you doing with it other than just treating people? Just treating people. I, I don't have the funds to create a laboratory or mass produce. Um, I would not want to mass produce this, frankly. I don't want this uh, this invention in the hands of the general public. I don't know who could be trusted with it. So to be very clear, I'm trying to, if you will, gain a, awareness. I want a grassroots movement to start. I'm willing to work with people around the world pro bono, as I've done throughout various uh, places such as Delhi, India, the HIV clinic in Delhi, India. But I need traction i need a grassroots effort that's the key that's the only thing i'm looking to do in the next few years okay so well to a question and then maybe a support idea is um one what's the danger of the device why don't you want it in the hands of the public well if, if we consider that this could be used to harm people that anything has a, a, a double edge it's a double-edged sword. It can be used as a healing device, but it probably can be used to, to uh, interfere with, with a person, at least psychically. I would not want this in the hands of the general public. I, I, I would never mass produce a scalar energy instrument. And, and how would you see it being able to like disrupt somebody in a negative way? Well, I believe scalar energy is, a, if you will, a form of brain waves. Our brain waves are, are, are actually scalar waves. And this is how we think. If a thought transcends time and space, a scalar wave transcends time and space. So a thought is a scalar wave, a scalar wave is a thought. 
So if you control the scalar energy instrument, you could probably manipulate people uh, psychically with this. Well, brainwaves are, uh, I mean, at least how we measure brainwaves today is through electrical measurements, right? Like EEGs, for example. Right. So right. you're saying they're electrical and scalar because you're saying scalar is not electrical. Yeah, I'm saying that initially all energy initiates a scalar energy and will degrade into electricity and magnetism. So the actually the actual aflatus of a thought, a thought transcends time and space. So what what energy transcends time and space? It's scalar energy. Now, those scalar waves in our brain will degrade into electricity and magnetism that can be measured. But I would say a thought in and of itself or creativity is not electricity, it's scalar. Interesting. So this is some really fascinating theory we're talking here that... Uh... You consider that. If a thought transcends time and space, which is consciousness, can you measure consciousness? No. Can you measure the lower form of consciousness, which is the degraded form of electricity and magnetism? Yes. It's always been my contention. You can envision scalar energy is a double helix. And when that double helix breaks down, one arm, so to speak, becomes electricity. The other arm becomes magnetism. They move in a perpendicular fashion. That's electricity and magnetism. Scalar energy is a double helix. So the double helix is uniformity. And, and which is perfection, when you unravel that double helix, you have electricity and magnetism. Electricity and magnetism are derivative of scalar energy. So when you say the scalar energy would break down into electricity and magnetism, but it would have to happen immediately if it yes. was a thought, what, yeah. what do you think would cause it to break down? Like, why would it break down? Why wouldn't it stay in that form that you're proposing in the double helix? I believe... I believe the center of the star or any star sun is perfect plasma. And that's what drives the sun and the stars, this double helix, this perfect energy. As soon as that energy leaves the center of the star, what happens? You have a, a radical shift, and that's why you have solar flares. That's why you have this disturbance around the corona of the sun. Nobody's ever seen directly inside our sun. I'm saying inside our sun is a plasma ball and it's benign. Once scalar energy leaves that plasma ball, it starts to break down and it becomes violent. That's interesting. So that's kind of like DNA, for example, that yes. unwinds itself and replicates. You're kind of yes. modeling that on an energetic level almost with yes. scalar energy. Yes, and I don't think it's any coincidence that our DNA has a long arm and a short arm. If you will, the major group is 1.618 times the minor group. So if you could measure DNA, we have, it's in, in angstroms, it is 1.618 times the length of the minor group, which is the exact proportion of the scalar wave, which has a major group and a minor group which is 1.618 times the length of the minor group. So embodied in scalar is the Fibonacci sequence, the golden mean, the divine proportion. Embodied in our DNA is likewise that golden mean, the Fibonacci sequence. Mm. Interesting. So the second thing I want to share was, what if I, I have a lot of doctors, uh, 
who are in my mastermind group, who are good friends with me, who I collaborate with. We have think tanks, we share ideas and uh, that I work with on a daily basis who work with patients with all kinds of pathogens and diseases. Um, what if I could, I mean, would you be willing to collaborate with one of the functional medicine doctors and, and actually do, you know, obviously it's still going to be anecdotal, but ha and like I have a doctor friend who does extensive pathogen testing, virus testing, et cetera, et cetera, stool testing, urine testing with all of her patients. And she has the results already. And then you work with them and then they test again and then yes. start gathering case studies like that. Would you work with doctors doing that? Immediately. Okay. Right away. I'll connect right you. With, I'll connect you with a few and see uh, a few who are already open to this idea, uh, <laughs> and many of them are actually. And uh, actually, I have, a, I have a good friend who's in Thailand um, who would probably be really interested. I have another one here in Jacksonville who might be interested, and uh, I have to think through who else already understands some level of you know the quantum field and would be open to. To seeing it. It'd be interesting to know too, where if they just said, Hey, we're going to take your picture and just, we've got a guy, he's just going to hold it up to a device and, and, um, you know, it's supposed to help, but they don't tell them like much about it. They get their permission, of course, but like, and then really start ruling out as much placebo effect as possible. That would okay. be really cool too, you know? Sure. Or many people do this. They send me photographs of their pets, their dogs or cats. And many people say after the 15 day free session that we offered the dog or cat, their health has improved significantly. Well, what happened during those 15 days? The only, the only difference is the dog or the cat was treated through their photograph. So you just put the photograph and you don't even have to have a picture of the bacteria, the yeast or the virus or something else. You can just hold the yes. picture there. I, I, to be clear, I have 400,000 photographs of different species of microbes. That's why this works. This is the instruction, the photograph, the microbe. And then all I need is people to submit the photograph to be treated. So my dogs have something going on with their nose, and we don't know what it is yet. They have yeah. this, it's totally like eating away their nose. It's horrible. It scabs over. They've been dealing with it for a long time. Give me the photo, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll let's see, take before and after photographs. Could you do okay. that? I have before photos. I just took some a couple days ago um, and they look the same right now. They're terrible. Um, yeah. This would be a cool, this would be a really cool case study because I actually have tried just about everything under the sun from supplements to you name it and have had zero success with them. Um, changing their diet multiple times every six months. Um, all kinds of salves and all kinds of things and uh, zero success. So if this were the thing that would do it, this is, th that would be pretty unbelievable. Yeah. Well, let's, let's wait and see. I've, I've done this before with dogs that have fungal infection or bacterial infection. And I feel sorry for the pet. Send me the photos pronto. Okay. You've got the before, you have the before photographs and watch what happens in 15 days. Well, if this, believe me, if, if they, if this heals, we'll, I'll, I'll get you right back on a podcast and we'll, we'll do another <laughs> podcast all about it and, and go okay. even deeper. Um, okay. cause it would be truly, Good. truly remarkable, but, um, this is fascinating. I mean, I do, I'd love to talk to you again in the future anyway. I think we've covered a lot today already. This has been really interesting. Um, 
I will definitely reach out to a few doctors I know and see who's open for collaboration. And if any of them are, I will connect you. Um, and I will send you pictures of my dogs. We'll see what happens. And then Please. make sure people follow along so you can find out what the update is. I will update either way once it's done and let people know what happened. And then if people want to get in touch with you, again, your website was what? Scalarlight.com. Please avail yourselves. Take the opportunity for the 15-day free session. There's no questions asked. You simply email us your photograph. You can send your entire family with their permission. And send your dogs and cats, as Nathan is going to send his dogs. And then you judge this new science. You judge how you feel. Now, once again, to be very clear, this has never been done before. My instruments are unique. My approach is unique. I have to prove this by way of, if you will, groundbreaking research, if you will, by way of a grassroots effort. Cool. I'm excited. See what happens. Um, it's cool to talk to you after five or six years and see you're still doing the same thing. You're obviously passionate about it and you wouldn't be doing it if you didn't believe it didn't work. Um, I don't think obviously. And, um, I mean, unless you're making $10 million a year from it, which I doubt people sending you photos. I don't think <laughs> it's that profitable of a thing to do. I don't know. Um, but, uh, but no, this has been fascinating and, um, yeah, thanks. Thanks for coming on Tom. And I look forward to, uh, doing a follow-up with you, man. Uh, please. Thank you for your time. Looking awesome. forward. All right. Take care, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Nathan Crane podcast. Please make sure to subscribe and share this on social media. Then head over to NathanCrane.com for your free ebook. So when we're talking about, you know, what are these underlying causes and conditions of these chronic diseases, cancer, diabetes, heart disease, they all have very similar, if not identical causes. And that's the thing is when we get to the root cause of these diseases, we can not only prevent these diseases from ever happening, but empower our bodies to heal from them. In every one of our cells, we have tens and hundreds of thousands of chemical reactions that are happening every second that are cycling uh, back and forth. And it's like sort of a, a yin and yang. And, you know, for me, the soul, soul's purpose is evolution. It doesn't care about comfort. It cares about evolution. Mm. And so I think so long as we are following our soul, then we will evolve. And I think what sometimes blocks us from living our purpose, from manifesting that next level of our expression, is we have not evolved. There is also a time for letting go all the expectations and relax and just breathe and be grateful for what you have achieved.